Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Playmakers. Today we're going to be going over my top 12 running back rankings for the 2021 season. Running backs are the most important position in fantasy football. If you hit on those top guys, the Christian McCaffreys, the Derrick Henrys, and they're able to carry you throughout the entire season, you're set up really well to win that championship. But if you miss on those guys, they get injured, it's going to be pretty tough to overcome that and win your leagues. These rankings obviously aren't final. We still have the end of free agency, the NFL draft. We still have training camp, injuries, and all that stuff. But it's never too early to start looking into this stuff. So let's get right into it. At number 12, I have Joe Mixon. Yes, Joe Mixon. I know he seems to be ranked up here every year, and he basically flops. He just has not reached his full potential yet. But I really think this year could be the year for Joe Mixon. His 2020 season was limited to only six games, but in those six games, he did average 16.6 PPR points per game. A lot of the limitations for Joe Mixon has come from his just absolutely poor offensive line. Last year, Joe Burrow was back there getting absolutely killed. They were basically playing an entire second string of offensive linemen, but Joe Mixon was still able to produce, and a lot of that was due to his volume. He averaged 19.8 rush attempts per game and 4.3 targets per game. If they're able to shore up this offensive line, maybe towards the end of free agency or in the draft with their top picks, I could really see Joe Mixon taking the next step this year. At number 11, I have Cam Akers. Cam Akers had a very, very slow start to the 2020 season. He was dealing with injuries. I mean, he was basically operating as the third running back. I remember in redraft, the man was just getting cut. He was operating behind Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson, but it was really towards the end of the year that the Rams just kind of handed the workload over to Cam Akers, and he produced big time. The last four weeks of the season, he averaged 21.5 rush attempts per game. That was 85 rush yards per game and 2.75 targets. Then the playoffs hit, and they just continued this. In the two playoff games, Cam Akers ran for 131 yards and 90 yards. He had a rushing touchdown in each game uh, and added three total receptions for 51 yards. So Cam Akers isn't going to be a reception machine, but if he's getting that volume in the running game, that's really all you need. You've seen guys like Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry be able to produce basically entirely on the ground. And now this year with Matthew Stafford coming in, I just expect this Rams offense to take another jump this year. So that's why I'm pretty high on Cam Akers. At number 10, I have Austin Eckler. Eckler was getting a lot of hype coming into the 2020 season, and in my opinion, he performed pretty well in 2020. He averaged 16.5 PPR points per game, but he did miss a chunk of the season with injury. What makes Eckler so special is his work in the passing game. He averaged 5.4 receptions per game last year, and in my opinion, at this number 10 slot, you're basically drafting him at his floor. If they continue to use him in the passing game and give him a lot of carries, this is where he's just going to end up. But if they really turn him into a workhorse, give him a lot of those red zone opportunities, they've upgraded this O-line big time this offseason, I could really see him finish as a top-tier running back one. At number 9, I have Nick Chubb from the Cleveland Browns. Nick Chubb, similar to Austin Eckler, missed a chunk of the season last year, but man, when he played, was he an absolute beast. He averaged 17.3 PPR points per game, and he was just incredibly efficient on the ground. He averaged 5.6 yards per carry and was getting almost 16 carries a game. Kevin Stefanski coming in as the Browns head coach 
really helped this offense out. I mean, he was pounding the rock with Chubb and Hunt, which is why they were both able to be successful running backs. The only concerns I have with Nick Chubb, he doesn't get a lot of work in the receiving game, only 1.5 targets per game, but that's really not a deal breaker. Another little problem I have is he was very dependent on touchdowns last year, and I just see that regressing just a little bit. Last season, in 12 games, Nick Chubb scored 12 touchdowns, but in his first two seasons in the NFL, he scored 16 touchdowns in 32 games. So while I do think he's going to be closer to that one touchdown per game than half a touchdown per game, I feel like with Odell Beckham coming back, you still have Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, those guys are still going to get their touches. So I do see that falling just a little bit. But I mean, Nick Chubb is an incredibly safe pick here at number nine. At number eight, I have Ezekiel Elliott. I feel like Ezekiel Elliott is going to be a very controversial player this year. I've seen him ranked much higher than this, and I've seen him ranked much lower. Honestly, he had a pretty terrible year last year. 14.9 points per game may not see that bad, but he was drafted as a top three, top five for sure running back, and that was just not living up to expectations. I think we need to remember, though, how good Zeke has been in his career. His first four seasons in the NFL, he averaged 21.7 points per game, 20.3, 21.9, and 19.5. Those are absolutely insane numbers. That's going to be top three running back numbers every year. And last year, Zeke was still a beast when Dak was healthy. In the five games Dak played in, Zeke averaged 22.34 points per game. With Dak coming back on that big extension, I expect a huge bounce back year from Ezekiel Elliott. I think the only thing you kind of have to look for is to see how that O-line is developing. It was a big focal point of their team for a while, but last year it was kind of deteriorating. You had a lot of injuries, so that's definitely something to keep an eye on as this offseason continues. At number seven, I have Jonathan Taylor. In Slimiter Cam Akers, Jonathan Taylor was not getting a ton of work at the beginning of the year. He was kind of splitting time with Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines, but the last six games of the season is when Jonathan Taylor absolutely broke out. The guy averaged 24.3 points per game. It was against weak defenses the last six weeks, but I mean, he performed as well as you could have wanted him to. The Colts also have a very solid O-line, and Jonathan Taylor did provide some decent receiving upside. He averaged 2.4 receptions per game. The only reason I think that's going to fall this year is that Phillip Rivers retired. Phillip Rivers is an absolute beast in the checkdown game, and going from him to Carson Wentz is a pretty big downgrade in that sense. Wentz really struggled on passes to the running backs last year. I mean, Miles Sanders showed major receiving regression from his rookie year. So that's just something to keep an eye on. I was a little surprised when they announced that Marlon Mack would be re-signing. I kind of thought he would go out and get a prove-it deal somewhere else, but I'm really not super concerned about him. He may take a couple carries a game with Naheem Hines taking a couple of those targets, but I really think Jonathan Taylor's the guy. They went out they spent draft capital on him, and I expect them to have another big year this year. Moving on to number six, I have a guy that I'm really liking this year, Aaron Jones. I'm going to be honest, I didn't really think that he was going to re-sign with the Packers. After they didn't give him the franchise tag, I thought he was going to be going to the Dolphins, maybe the Jets, but I really think the Packers was best case scenario for him. People were kind of getting on this A.J. Dillon hype train, but that was really only if Aaron Jones left. And you know what that tells me? that the Packers went out, they spent big money on Aaron Jones. It tells me that they know that Aaron Jones is far superior to A.J. Dillon. If they thought A.J. Dillon was anywhere close to Aaron Jones, they would have just let A.J. Dillon be the starter on his rookie deal, and they could have brought back Jamal Williams for two years, six million contract that the uh, Detroit Lions gave him. 
So I'm really not concerned about AJ Dillon this year. Aaron Jones had a pretty healthy split with Jamal Williams, but was still able to be incredibly fantasy relevant. He averaged 18.5 points per game last year on only 14.4 carries and 3.3 receptions per game. Now with AJ Dillon, he may lose a couple of those carries just because AJ Dillon is a much more physical back than Jamal Williams was, but I think he's going to more than make up for that in the receiving game. Jamal Williams was a pretty solid receiving back, and A.J. Dillon is not even close to that. So that's a trade-off I'm willing to make, and I think Aaron Jones is a very solid receiver coming into this year. Saquon Barkley is probably also going to be pretty controversial this year. I've seen him as high as number two and as low as maybe early teens, but I have him here kind of in the middle at number five. He's coming off a torn ACL, which obviously isn't ideal, You don't know how his body and his mind is going to respond to that. You know, is he going to want to go out there and make all those sharp cuts? I'm not too concerned about that just because I know that Saquon is an absolute beast. People should remember that in Saquon's rookie year, he averaged 24.1 PPR points per game as a rookie. That is absolutely insane. Then his next year, he averaged 18.8 while dealing with injuries, and people were disappointed in that. They were mad that he was averaging 18.8 points per game. That just shows how high of expectations people have for Saquon Barkley. The Giants' O-line is not very good. They have been working to improve it, but that's definitely something to keep an eye on as well. They just brought in Kenny Galladay. They're really kind of showing that they're going to give this offense a real shot this year. You know, we'll really see what Daniel Jones can do, but hopefully Kenny Galladay can take a little bit of the pressure off of Saquon. And so that's why he falls at number five for me. At number four, I have another just absolutely consistent running back in Derrick Henry. He's missed two games his entire career, despite having a huge workload. In 2019, he averaged 19.6 points per game. Then in 2020, he averaged 20.8. He has a 78.5% opportunity share, which is fourth in the NFL. And I think that really would be higher if he didn't lose touches in garbage time. You know when the Titans are up by, or the Titans are down by like two touchdowns and you know they're passing. Derrick Henry's not going to be in because he's not their number one passing option. But he's a guy that he's going to go out there. He's going to rush for 80 plus yards every week, a touchdown. And every once in a while, he's going to just absolutely go off for 200 yards and three touchdowns and just single-handedly win you a week. So I'm super confident picking Derrick Henry at number four here. And number three, I have the number one running back from the 2020 season, Alvin Kamara. Now you may be wondering, if he was number one in 2020, why does he see a drop off to number three? Why isn't he number one or even number two? For me, a lot of that has to do with Drew Brees retiring. Drew Brees was absolutely feeding Kamara in the passing game. In all of Kamara's four seasons, he's had at least 80 receptions. That's super solid for a running back. And in 2020, he averaged 7.1 targets per game. At the end of Drew Brees' career, he really was just not pushing the ball down the field, and Kamara was benefiting greatly from that. And not only does losing Drew Brees hurt, but now you're going into this weird uncertainty at quarterback between Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. I think that Jameis Winston is going to be the starter, but I do think Taysom Hill might operate as quarterback for 15-20% to of the snaps, especially in the red zone. as kind of like one of those gadget plays that Sean Payton really likes. And so I could really see Hill kind of stealing some of those red zone opportunities. And I don't see Winston passing the ball to Kamara as much as Breeze did. So that's why he has a drop. But I mean, he's still coming in at number three. He's really too talented to drop much farther than this. I'm still expecting big things from Kamara in 2021. At number two, I have Delvin Cook. 
Dalvin Cook was a guy the past couple years, people had been fading him this early, really just due to injury concern. But I think the last two seasons, he's shown that he is durable. He's able to take that huge workload and still stay on the field. He played 14 games in each of the last two seasons, which is pretty solid. In 2019, he averaged 20.9 points per game, and then he followed that up in 2020 by averaging 24.1. He was number two in carries per game last year and number 15 in targets. That target number kind of surprised me. I thought he was going to be a little bit higher. I think you do see a little bit of an increase this year. They just lost Kyle Rudolph, so maybe he can you know, steal a little bit of those touches. But I mean, he's still a very balanced back, top in carries per game, and then kind of middle of the road of targets. But what really helps him stand out is his red zone touches. Delvin Cook had 66 red zone touches last year. That was number one in the NFL. So even though the Vikings have Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, when they're in the red zone, they're absolutely pounding Delvin Cook. They're giving him the ball in the passing game or the running game, and they're really letting him get in that end zone. And that's really the huge upside that Delvin Cook provides. A really good all-around back and a guy that I'm confident in here at number two. My number one running back for the 2021 season, I really do not see this changing. I have Christian McCaffrey. If people don't have Christian McCaffrey as their number one, I feel like they're overthinking this. Yes, he dealt with injuries in 2020, but from 2017 to 2019, he played all 16 games. In 2018, 24.1 points per game. 2019, 29.4. And then in the three games he played in 2020, he averaged 30.1 PPR points per game. He really provides just unmatched rushing and receiving upside. In his first three years, he had 100-plus targets. I mean, the dude is an absolute beast. In free agency, they just let Mike Davis go. I mean, he he wasn't even cutting into Christian McCaffrey's carries, but it really just shows they have one running back. Christian McCaffrey is their guy. They're going to give him a huge workload, and that's why he is my number one running back for the 2021 season. All right, let's recap the list. At number 12, I have Joe Mixon. Cam Akers comes in at number 11. Austin Eckler is number 10. At number 9, I have Nick Chubb. Number 8, Ezekiel Elliott. Jonathan Taylor comes in at number 7. At number 6, I have Aaron Jones. Number 5, Saquon Barkley. Number 4, Derek Henry. Alvin Kamara comes in at number 3. Delvin Cook comes in at number 2. And my number 1 running back, I think this is going to stay this way the entire offseason up until the season at number one, Christian McCaffrey. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. If you guys enjoyed the content, please leave a like, subscribe. I'm going to be coming out with my wide receiver rankings, my quarterback rankings, my tight end rankings. We're going to be doing some dynasty stuff on this channel. So yes, if you like and subscribe, that would be a huge help. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. See ya.